0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rail Group On Air, presented by Railway Age and Railway Track and Structures Magazines and International Railway Journal. I'm your host, Bill Wilson, and I am the editor-in-chief of RTNS Magazine, and welcome to another podcast. This is Rail Group On Air. Thank you, thank you very much. I'm Bill Wilson, Editor-in-Chief of Railway Track and Structures Magazine, and I am here to unveil this year's 2021 RTNS Top Projects list. Over the course of the next few months, we will be featuring one of the winning projects, and this month, that project is the new mid Suffolk Electric Yard Design Build project. Again, thank you. The mid Electric Yard Design Build project was faced with a number of challenges notorious to working within an active rail yard, including maintaining unobstructed access to existing operations during construction and expanding the yard without disrupting 24-7 Long Island rail service. Crews installed a regularly maintained temporary walkway across the work zone for LIRR pedestrian vehicle access to avoid affecting existing yard operations. As the schedule progressed, the temporary walkway was removed and reinstalled multiple times to accommodate the work. Phase two of construction involved the installation of 11 new storage tracks, 14,000 linear feet of track, and tying the new rail into the mainline track. I had the opportunity to talk to railroad construction company project manager Frank Spinoza and Lisa Takash about this unique project. And here is the interview.
1: So, Frank, you want to describe the scope of,
2: of the project? Yeah, Bill, good morning. Uh, thank, you, thank you for having us on. Um, so the Mid-Suffolk Electric Yard, an infrastructure improvement project uh, supporting Long Island Railroad's future east side active service to the new term- terminal that they're currently uh, building uh, at Grand Central Terminal Station and for improved services to Penn Station. Uh, The train fleet expansion is requiring the expansion of their facilities and overnight storage and servicing. Um, Some of the major project elements included clearing roughly nine acres of land and mass excavation of 40,000 cubic yards of dirt to facilitate the construction of Long Island Railroad's. Uh, train yard, uh, which consisted of uh, consists of 11 new storage tracks, each capable of holding a 12 car 12 train car consist. Uh, a lead track configuration off of their main line into the new yard. We had two new substations, an AC and DC. Now the AC is to support the operations of the existing and new facilities, and then the DC substation is to support traction power for the new yard. We also had a new two-story, uh, roughly 30,000-square-foot employee facility to accommodate their existing and increased transportation, engineering, and maintenance of equipment staffing. Uh, we had new service roadways, walkways, utilities, material storage facilities, car, car cleaning sheds, switch-and-drill switch and crew sheds, and, and, a, and a new guard booth. Uh, the project was unique for a couple of reasons the first being that the project was a design build and not a design bid build which is relatively new way in which the owners are moving forward with larger projects and the project consisted of multiple facets of construction i mean we had everything from mass excavation to utility work which included electrical communication fire water and gas services new track work demolition and building construction which is all wrapped into one contract, including the design.
3: And, Bill, if I'd I'd like to add that this project truly captures the wide range of services that Railroad Construction Company offers. Uh, We've been around for 95 years, and uh, we've developed from a railroad track repair and maintenance contractor into a general contractor uh, providing turnkey construction services. And it's because of our dedicated workforce, In fact, some of our coworkers have been with the company for 30-plus years that we've evolved and are capable of completing a project of this size and magnitude.
1: Okay, so this project was done in an active rail yard, so you want to talk about the challenges of dealing with this kind of construction when there's a lot of activity going on.
2: Yeah, I mean, one of the biggest challenges we faced was maintaining access to Long Island Railroad's existing employee building and existing storage tracks. The access to these locations was primarily through the work zone. Um, and just to give you an idea of how the project was situated, uh, the existing yard and the employee building, their existing employee building, was located north of the work zone. And then the entrance to their facilities from the street is located south of the work zone. So our our project area was sandwiched in between their entry and their facilities. And this was especially challenging because their facilities operate 24 or 7. And uh, in order to overcome this, we had to, we had continuous communication with the Long Island Railroad and their different divisions of work uh, within the yard, uh, going through our procedures, coming up, uh, to coming to an agreement on the plans to move forward and ensuring Long Island Railroad employees were informed accordingly prior to moving forward with the plan that we put in place.
1: So one of the solutions you came up with uh, was the construction and use of a pedestrian walkway. Um, do you want to talk about how that idea came about, if there were any other ideas perhaps, and how this pedestrian walkway was constructed?
2: yeah so um you know the 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 long Island railroad employees wanted to have the quickest access to to the existing store yard, and and unfortunately, there wasn't many options to go around the work area and therefore we had to go over um the tracks as we were building them and in in order to not foul um the new ballast that we had placed down um after we had laid the laid the rails in we we decided to use um additional ballast to to fill in the um the gauge of the rail uh in order to create a walking surface and some of their some of their some of the maintenance included uh being able to bring uh, mop buckets or supplies over to the train so in addition to the um the 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 filling of the gauge with the ballast we also created a, a, a walking surface or a riding surface for their for their um uh you know as i mentioned the mop buckets or or any kind of carts they had to bring across the tracks and and we uh moved this walkway as needed to facilitate our work and and anytime we were going to make a move we had uh we had brought out the Associated people from Long Island Railroad to to uh, to agree on, on the location and, 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 and when we could do it and so on and so forth So I believe
1: this project was Divided into two phases um, You want to talk about the construction specifications of phase two of the project which required a more rail work and uh, actual work on the track itself and what were the challenges of, of phase two Sure.
2: So, um, Bill, before I talk about phase two, I, I do want to mention some of the work we had done in phase one, because without certain aspects of that work being completed, we couldn't move into phase two. And and, and one of the primary components was constructing testing and commissioning the new uh, employee welfare building, uh, the underground utilities to the AC substation from the employee building, uh, the installation testing and energization of the AC substation and emergency generator because without without moving Long Island Railroad into the new employee building We couldn't move into the next phase of construction, which Consisted of as you mentioned a lot of the a lot of the rail work and their their existing facility Fell within the limits of the of the lead track off the main line as well as the new storage tracks um, You know the phase two work included Decommissioning of the existing utilities to the old employee facility, uh, demolition of the existing facility, completion of the underground utilities, a majority of which was was positive and negative duct banks for the third rail. Uh, We installed a 400-foot-long retaining wall that was required to support the lead track into the new storage yard. Uh, We installed uh, the track beds for the lead track and and the storage tracks, which consisted of 18,000 roughly 18,000 tons of sub-ballast and and 19,000 tons of ballast. We had 14,000 linear feet of running rail, consisting of over 300 flash butt welds and 100 thermite welded joints. We had 11 turnouts, um, one of which was a nested turnout, which included two number 10 right-hands and one number 8 right-handed turnout. Uh, We have 11 11 hydraulic bumpers, uh, one for each of the storage tracks, Over 13,000 linear feet of third rail and associated hardware, over 7,000 concrete ties, uh, 150 grade crossing ties, uh, roughly 700 feet of of precast concrete grade crossing panels, uh, eight car sheds and a switch tender shed. And then uh, closing it out, the installation, testing, and commissioning of the D.C. substation, followed by the energization and burning of the third rail another important aspect to consider regarding the, the track work that was performed in phase two was the staging of the work of staging of the materials in phase one so the site encompassed a relatively large area but it had the potential to get tight very fast <clears throat> for example a majority of the of the track materials that that we mentioned i just mentioned uh previously was um, fabricated and delivered prior to moving into the track work. So the logistics of storing the material, understanding the progression of the work, the overall schedule was imperative to the success of the phase two work. You know, questions like where do we place the ties, where do we store the rail, which turnouts are we installing first, how do, how does this impact our ability to complete the underground utility work? Answering these type of questions correctly allowed us to perform the track work relatively seamlessly in the, in the next phase, phase two of the project planning for the track work was of the highest importance to to the team um some some of the challenges in performing the work uh was you know as i mentioned before you know it's 24 7 facility and and we had to perform our work without any interruptions to the long island railroad services uh, maintaining access to the existing storage tracks from the new employee facility uh, while, while ensuring the safe passage of, of Long Island Railroad's employees passing through the active work area, um, another challenge was once we once we completed the track build, we had to mobilize our surfacing equipment, and in order to do that, you know there were access restrictions on the rails, so we had to develop a crane plan to fly in our campers and regulators and stabilize onto the tracks. One of our heaviest picks was was approximately 100,000 pounds, so this made this. Us- more challenging because, you know, we had to get a relatively large crane. We had a 300-ton hydraulic all-terrain crane uh, that was required due to the weights of the equipment we were picking, the, the required safety factors when you're working next to a, an ag railroad, and then and then the radii, which we were going to be picking at. So this, in conjunction with the underground utilities and the surcharge load created by the crane outriggers, uh, overhead catenary lighting obstructions for the crane boom. We had a we had to really pinpoint a staging area to set up the crane and unload and set the equipment on the on the rails. So uh that had to be extremely precise.
1: So do you want to talk about working in a COVID type environment? You know, what kind of procedures you put in place, what were the challenges there, and really how you overcame working in during a global pandemic.
2: Yeah, I mean, pr- prior to COVID nineteen, I mean, we're planning for something of this nature was not something you know you plan for. And you know, while the situation in the United States, and in our case, New York City and surrounding suburbs, escalated in, in March of twenty twenty, being cognizant of the safety of our coworkers, our families at home, and 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 progressing the project, it was challenging. And the, uh, and and you know, digesting and understanding the information on the virus as it became available. Uh, and the preventative measures uh, to do so um, was 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 especially challenging so in our case fortunately for us we we, our our work within the building was completed completed and our primary focus was working within the yard and and the railworks and 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 I say fortunately because working with an enclosed space uh, presented a different set of challenges than working outside as we found more information about the virus so so our focus being outside uh we were able to implement social distancing without many changes to our work plans and and we did we did certainly increase our bathroom facilities and hand wash stations we provided additional cleaning supplies within each piece of equipment Uh, we decreased our office staffing that was on site on a daily basis within the trailers the site trailers to to create create that social distancing provided face masks and hand sanitizer to all of our coworkers conducted our our, our meetings virtually, and implemented, you know, company-wide protocols that met or exceeded the CDC guidelines.
3: And Bill, I'd also like to add that on the topic of COVID, it was a team effort across the entire company. So everyone's willingness to participate and enforce the guidelines set forth by the CDC and the uh, RCC safety team uh, was essential to successfully mitigate the challenges presented by the virus. And having an in-house Health and Safety Department is paramount when there isn't a global pandemic. And the RCC Safety Team, which is led by uh, Safety Director Brian Lane, they provided unparalleled support to all of our projects in multiple locations along the East Coast, and they led the effort to stay on top of the latest news and the rules presented by each state in sharing that information with the entire company.
1: So how does it feel to be on the 2021 RTNS Top Projects list?
2: So, I mean, it's an honor to be recognized by our TMS. Uh, very grateful for this. Um, you know, it was a great project uh, that all parties should be should be proud of, including ourselves, our subs, our vendors, uh, our designer, record, and the owner, Long Island Railroad. I think it, I think it turned out it turned out great. It's a it's a great product, and 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 very happy with with the end results. Uh, I'm especially grateful to my colleagues that worked on the project and the effort they put forth. Without them, I don't think RTNS recognizes the project as a top project. So I, I would I would like to personally thank them um, for for their for their for their work.
3: And um, if I may add, uh, this project is really a testament to what is possible when when we work together to overcome unexpected obstacles to keep each other and our families and the public within the communities in which we work safe and healthy. And on behalf of RCC, it is an honor to receive this recognition and a huge thanks to Frank. leadership, he kept everyone on site at mid Suffolk safe while he continued to get the job done and um, ultimately completing the project with such success.
0: And there is our first 2021 RTNS Top Project winner, the new Mid-Suffolk Electric Yard Design Build Project. I'd like to thank Frank Spinoza and Lisa Takash for the opportunity to interview them about this great project. We will have more podcasts covering 2021 RTNS Top Projects all summer long. Until then, for Railway Track and Structures Magazine and Rail Group On Air, I'm Bill Wilson, and I will see you down the line.